Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Abzug for another edition of Star Wars Ranked. Me and a guest. Today, just me. We got a topic and we got five things to support that topic. And I'm excited to be talking about this one with all of you today. We're diving into the war, the war in Star Wars. And if you listen to me ramble about Star Wars long enough, you know, I talk about the war and the lore. You get the Jedi, the Sith, the Force, the cosmic, the living, all that deeper, deeper emotional, spiritual stuff. And then and then you got the war, which is emotional and spiritual on another level. And I was always drawn to the war in Star Wars. Doesn't mean you can't like both. Doesn't mean I don't like both. But as a child... 
When I was on the playground, when I was pulling my action figures down out of the lunchbox and playing, I always went with the war. It's the Star Wars. So I enjoy those rebels. I enjoy the Republic uh, against the Separatists. I enjoy the rebellion against the Empire. As Luke would say, you know the rebellion against the Empire. The Resistance versus the First Order and any other warring factions we may get or may already have seen, read, or heard about. And that includes even the criminal underworld. we got a lot of bounty hunters and scum and syndicates fighting over there, too. I do enjoy the war, and I know a lot of you out there do. And we're going to dive into the original trilogy era today. We're going to take a look at the rebellion against that empire and the best battle moves made by the rebels. Now... What does that really mean? What are we talking about? What are we diving into? Sometimes sometimes these topics are pretty clear. What are the best ships during the prequel era? Or what are the best Ewok dances you can use at a party? Oh, that's a good list. That was a joke, but I think I'm going to write that down. Maybe we'll do that again. It'll be an audio or visual uh, Star Wars rank. But today, for the 53rd episode of Star Wars rank, we're going into the best battle moves of the Rebellion. And I'm looking at the moves that they didn't necessarily plan. I can't call them rebel strategy strategies or tactics i can't say these are things that crix made in or admiral akbar mon mothma or any other of the rebel leaders general carlos rican jan dodonna it doesn't matter uh, you know they're all out there general uh, we got draven you got I could, I could run down the list i'm not gonna run down the list right now you know you know the leaders all right blue leader uh merrick uh, right general merrick okay stop ken stop here we go i'm talking about the decisions and the moves made in the heat of the moment or leading up to the battle, things that they didn't exactly plan, write down, put into any kind of uh, record keeping that they may have used at that time. They had to do a lot of things on the fly. They're the rebellion. They were overmatched. They should have lost. They were upstarts. If you're uh, on the side of the empire, you might have used uh, you viewed this as a terrorist activity. Um, we have those new complicated theme themes going on in the uh, new era of modern Star Wars canon, and I love it. It just makes all this war even more realistic, more layered, and more fun to talk about. But today, again, these are the decisions that maybe they didn't think they'd have to make. The decisions that ended up helping the rebellion topple the Empire. Now, we could probably, and maybe will do, a best uh, or worst mistakes made by the Empire during a lot of these uh, battles, but we're going with the re- rebellion today. You know, let's be positive. We want we want to root for the good guys, right? These are this is the good team. These are the good guys here. So, without further ado, just me. Here we go. My number five best battle move of the rebellion is teaming up with the Ewoks. That's right. Big victory obtained on the Battle of Endor and on Endor, the Force move of Endor space above Endor. We get that. We know. The history books show a big win there. But the plan, as we know, and I believe, uh, depending on what you read, but I believe we got Crix Maydeen was the one who kind of had formulated this plan, kind of led this plan. I'm sure he had some input from a lot of other people, but he was known as this great military strategist, and I I understand his plan. It's a battle on two fronts, and we're going to go down to the Force Moon where the Empire is kind of just casually walking around a forest, kind of terrorizing local teddy bears, and we are going to take down the shield generator, because we cannot get into the second Death Star. We cannot fly into the superstructure unless that shield is down. Got to get it down. So, they don't have the resources. 
the rebellion at this point, they've been fighting for a few years. I'm sure they're still scrambling to get funding, to get equipment. That's why we don't see a lot of U-wings. They're not around. They don't have a lot of them there. Even if you go back to Star Wars Rebels, the show, you got to see, um, you know, they're out to get Y-wings, to get them to Jan Dodonna's rebel cell on Yavin. Um, you got, you're really kind of still scrambling. That could never be forgotten. So it makes sense that the rebels are saying we can't go with a full-out ground assault. We can't. It, just, it doesn't work to our advantage. we got to go smaller. we got to send a strike team to the forest mood of Endor, someone who can get in, like, say, a smuggler, so a little scoundrel, someone who's used to sneaking in and sneaking out of places, even though he sometimes uh, uses his own kind of... Uh, on uh, on the fly decisions to win and get in, uh, win battles and get out of tough situations. We're going to lead on Han Solo now a general now fully in the Rebel Army. Han hadn't really fully committed. We definitely know a New Hope. He comes back and saves the day. But by the time we really pick up the story in in the movies and, and even in the novelization, the Empire Strikes Back, we know Han. You could call him Captain Solo, but he was Captain Solo of the Millennium Falcon, not necessarily Captain Solo of the Rebel Alliance, but here now, now that he's saved, out of the carbon freeze, he is a general, much like his buddy Lando. Uh, they're going in. It's going to be a undercover kind of get in, break in, blow up the shield generator, take it down, and Lando, Night Numb, all the uh, flyboys and girls up in space are going to do the big deed, right? Well, that... That wouldn't have happened. They wouldn't have been in position. Things went wrong. Things went wrong early on. And they, on the ground, make a decision. Han, Luke, Leia, Chewie, the help of the golden god, 3PO. They team up with the Ewoks. They see what they got. Now, I've always wondered, and I love maybe love this decision uh, to be answered in, uh, in canon at any point. I'm sure they got to be careful what kind of communication they're sending out. You know, as far as, as far as they know, the Empire thinks this is a surprise. Let's not worry about the Emperor and his plan and what he may or may not have happened. All right? We got to throw that out. We're just looking at the rebels' point of view. At any point, did they think, you know what? We've already kind of been found out. Someone, one of those speeder bikes, we uh, biker scouts riding the speeder bikes, we got to assume, called back to base. Whether or not, uh, I always love the biker scouts are like, hey, get your ride and go back to base. Kind of, you know, inform the others. They got, they got, they got radio communication, some walkie-talkies in space, I'm sure. So you got to assume, we've been found out. Things have already gone a little uh, astray. We spent we time searching for Leia. That didn't work out. Um, we, uh, you know, Luke's, we had to find Luke. Now we're trapped. We didn't plan this. But hey, we got this resource here. Our goal's are aligned, and they're the natives of this planet. The Empire has brought their oppressive foot to their doorstep. And I'm always curious, too. These are the little questions that canon nuts, and I don't, I don't like to focus on the word canon because it put puts a lot of pressure on parts of the story, but if you're a Star Wars nut like me, you, you think of these things. They perplex you. Either you need, uh, you know, Star Wars counseling, you can go to our buddy Joseph Scrimshaw, or, you know, you can uh, come over here to Star Wars Rank to try to get these questions answered of, wait a minute, how long was the Empire there? What were they doing to those Ewoks? Uh, those Ewoks were overmatched, but 
it's it must have happened so fast that maybe they're caught off guard. And Ewoks didn't feel motivated enough to rally themselves and fight before the Empire even got there. Uh, maybe they were trying to just make do. I don't know, after the initial phase and, and the building of that base, which and if you play Battlefront 2, a lot of the maps in, the, in that uh, game I, I do consider canon, um, and the, M- the Endor map is, is one of my favorites uh, because there's a, there's a pretty sizable uh, Imperial base there. Uh, that's not just the landing platform and that bunker and the shield generator. In, in Return of the Jedi, that's kind of all you really see, right? But they had a full operation down there. They had a lot of things going on. So maybe the Ewoks just felt intimidated and they needed to be inspired. Now they got their golden god, and their golden god is telling you, hey, this dude in a trench coat, this uh, woman in a combat poncho that is now in the nice dress that you gave her, made for her, and you gave her spears. We learned in Forces of Destiny. Um, the, the weird dude kind of in the corner closing his eyes a lot, stra- dressed in all black. You know, all of us and you, including even the guy with the beard, you know, we, we're all aligned. We're all aligned. And it was a decision on the fly. I don't think at any point they called up to Crix Maydine, which is my original train of thought here of, hey, Crix, how you doing? Ran into some trouble down here. But these murder bears down here, the ones we kind of overlooked, turns out the Empire not just overlooked them as well, the Empire oppressed them. They're ready to fight. What do they have? They got some sticks. They got some stones. They got some hang gliders. They got some, some trebuchets, some catapults. They got a lot of things. They got some logs. We can use logs. They got a lot of logs. All right, I'll give it a go. I don't think that conversation happened. I think this was Leia. Han Solo, even 3PO, on the fly. Let's give 3PO some credit for once. He was a god here in this situation. Maybe it was R2 as well. They knew what they had, and they knew by going to these uh, underdogs or under bears, if you want to call them that, or under Ewoks, let's just call them what they are in this universe, they had a resource there. It's a little bit of a lesson, right? And it's a little bit the the low-tech, highly motivated Ewok forces could topple an empire. And there's still more to come in the battle. But I think this decision is a top five decision for the rebellion. Who exactly came up with this? I like to think maybe Han thought about it. Here's what I think. Maybe Han thought about it. Made sense. He was a little grumpy. Maybe it was Luke. But I think they turned to Leia. I think they look at Her Highness, our princess, and our general and say, what do you think about this? You're the highest ranking person here. Let us know. Do we call Cricks, Akbar, Mothma? No. We do this. We do this on the fly. And I love that it takes this to make Luke feel like it's okay for me to leave. I always wonder. I think Luke Luke knew what he had to do, so Luke's going to go. But if they didn't have the Ewoks, Luke was going down there. He was jittery. Don't get jittery. All right? Luke was going to go, but he knows he's got this bigger calling. What was he thinking? I'll help them take down the shield generator, and then I'll go up to the Death Star before the Rebellion blows it up, before Lando and Wedge take this uh, space station down? No, we'll never really know. Luke, maybe not much for planning. Things just happen with him, but I love that they decide to try to get the Ewoks to team up with us. Logray, Chief Chirpa. The greatest chief chief in the history of the Ewoks, in charge of uh, all the forces there around Bright Tree Village, say, yeah, we will fight with you. We'll take on the Akiya, Atiaka. 
How does Wicked say it? Akiata. Akiata. That's it. That's the one. Uh, I love that. That is my number five best moves of the rebellion. Best battle moves of the rebellion. Number four. We go to Empire Strikes Back. The Empire Strikes Back. Episode five. The Battle of Hoth. The Battle of Hoth, for me, still is, is maybe, my, maybe my favorite battle. Just talking about, about war, right? It's kind of the standard bearer. We're, we looked at that battle, good or bad, we compare a lot of things to it in the rest of the Star Wars movies. And maybe even in other movies, uh, because of the way it made us feel. If, if you watched it young, just the overwhelming sense you had uh, in that battle. The, the rebellion the entire time is pretty much looking up at the Empire. These walkers, it's literal, it's figurative, and you, you got uh, the might of the Empire raining down. And here, here, here's the thing. It was, it was a loss. Battle of, Battle of uh, Hoth is a loss for the Rebellion. This is the Empire, and they are striking back. This is why we all love Empire Strikes Back, right? It's dark. It's a depressing second chapter. Well, in that battle, though, it could have been a complete disaster, a total loss. The Empire could have marched their walkers in the Veer's formation, as it's now called, at least in the First Order, uh, it could have marched them down very slowly, very methodically, not just destroyed the shield generator around their base, but done more damage. That could have happened. But on the fly, we got our rogue leader, Luke Skywalker, named named that squadron after uh, the memory and in memory and after the actions of Jyn Erso, Cassian Andor, and the Rogue One team. That armor is too strong for blasters. They realized that pretty early on. The T-47 speeders having some issues. Troops on the ground, cannons, those little satellite cannons, the blasters, nothing's working. They're going to get destroyed. They're going to get decimated. It's not going to be pretty. So they decide, we've got to use our harpoons and tow cables. What a great call. What a great call. It didn't go completely as planned. Luke runs into some problems. Hobby, Zev Seneska, the rest of the team run into problems. But you know who did survive? You know who did, did come through? Our favorite number two, Wedge Antilles and his gunner, Wes Jansen. That's right. Good shot, Jansen. Some of my favorite little quotes in Star Wars. Detach cable. Let her go. They took down the walker. They showed that the Empire could be toppled. Yeah, we, we took out that Death Star, but it's been not good since then. We've been on the run, trying to find purchase and safety in this galaxy, trying to get a foothold of our own. We finally thought we got it on this ice planet, and it's not going our way. They could have been wiped out that very day, but the tow cables gave everyone time. It gave them figurative time to get as much and as many people and resources out as they could. Leia stays behind because she's a great leader. Get to your transport, she says at the last moment. Get the X-Wings over the hill. Everyone's going to go. Yep, Luke, he makes a great improv decision by taking a lightsaber and taking a little tow cable himself and getting up there. So it worked from that point of view. But I love that moment. It is the spirit of the rebellion. In one of their darkest hours, and their biggest defeats, the Empire has struck back. But they stood up, they did what they could. There's that, that, that joy 
on the rebel soldiers. When that walker goes down, the big guy with the big frosty mug and the mustache cheering, yeah, let's go, and they all charge out, and the, and the shields are clearly down on the walker because the speeder comes in and blows it up. I love that moment. They may have got a big defeat there, but maybe if you're doing a, an, a, an after-action briefing report, if you have time for it while you're racing to any rendezvous points, if, 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 you're, if you're looking at what just happened and you're trying to inspire troops, hey, we got a loss. It's a big loss. But don't worry. Look at this stuff. They can be toppled. They got five walkers pouring down on us, marching down on us, destroying us. You lost brothers and sisters out there today. You lost fellow soldiers and colleagues. We lost leaders. We lost troops. We lost tech. We lost crew. We lost a lot. But we proved also that we could do this. We could do this. Good shot, Jansen, indeed. I love that moment. It's my number four best battle moves of the rebellion list. It goes on with my number three. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, we got to go back to Endor. 
You got to go back there. There's a lot of choices. And you, you out there might have some of your own choices that don't make my list. But we're going back to Andor because we did team up with the Ewoks. And that helped without a doubt. But the battle wasn't going great. It gives you more resources. And I think when the, the tide turns, it turns because the Ewoks are there to help it turn. And then they make a big impact. But I have to go to this moment. It was all, all, <laughs> it was all going to crumble and collapse. If not for that smuggler, I said it before, Han goes in. He's got plans. You've got plans. They're often going to go awry with Han Solo. He doesn't worry about it. One of my favorite Han moments, Force Awakens. We'll get to the planet surface. How? Uh, don't worry. I'm not going to tell you that. We'll come out of hyperspace pretty much on the planet. We'll get to the planet. Look at what he does in Solo. I love everything in Solo about Han's decision-making. It was one of their, you know, the easiest things to tap into. It's a very uh, vibrant and visual trait of Han Solo, his fly-by-the-seat-of-the-pants attitude, but it really worked in Solo. And here in Endor, in the Battle of Endor, I should say, in Return of the Jedi, Han Solo, Leia is shot. They've been... First captured, trying to blow up the shield generator. They got to get this done. We got to give Han more time, says his buddy Lando. And Lean Num says, Or Nine Num. I grew up my whole life saying Nine Num. Now I say Nine Num because I'm supposed to. It's tough. It's tough. Um, it, it was Han's idea. Wait, I got an idea. After Chewie and uh, the Ewoks uh, have taken over an ATSD, Han puts on the helmet of an ATSD driver. Uh, is it either Robert Watts or director Richard Marquand in his cameo? Those are the guys up there in that ATSD after the Ewoks uh, pounded their uh, brains in uh, <laughs> and probably had a little snack. Uh, he puts on one of their helmets. And it's a simple thing. And this, if we're making a list of the biggest mistakes of the Empire, this would be on the list as well. But that's Han. Han has a little luck on his side. Is it the Force? It might be, whether he believes in it or not, it might have been there all along, but he has uh, he creates his own luck. He's one of those type of uh, uh, fellas, and this is the moment. I love the moment. It works. Send two squads out to help. It's a, it's a mistake for the Empire. A lot on that officer. Should write him up a little bit later uh, if he survives. Um, but it's a great moment, and it absolutely is the thing that turns the tide. The shield generator is down. Lando and his team can go into the Death Star. It only happens because Han, Han has an idea. We got to love those Han Solo ideas. I love Han's shrug at the end of that sequence. Love it. Number two on this list, we are going to the Battle of Scarif. Scarif? That's right. We're going to the Battle of Scarif. A lot of things in this battle. A lot of things that are done on the fly, uh, including, well, you got to give a lot of credit. I'll, I'll give this a, a honorable mention to just Jin and Cassian and Baze and Sherritt and K2SO, whether he was forced to or not, uh, and the entire team uh, taking it upon themselves to defy orders. Uh, a little mini mutiny that, uh, well, definitely turned the tide. It's an honorary decision, but I wanted to really get into something specific here and with one of my favorite characters. This is Admiral Raddus of the Rebel Alliance. You, uh, you all know that, that moment. You know I love that moment if you've listened to me long enough here on Force Center. I love it. Admiral Raddus, he's a fighter. That was a great decision. 
he's going to follow Rogue One into battle. I think that's why Mothma smiles. But even then, even then, I'm going more specific to his true, it's truly one of the best on-the-fly moments and why I'm ranking it my number two best battle move of the Rebellion. Call up a hammerhead Corvette. I've got an idea. Admiratus has this idea to take the Lightmaker, the hammerhead Corvette, evacuate all key personnel, and just ram that thing into Star Destroyer. Uh, I believe, I always get confused, there's the Intimidator and the Dauntless. I do believe, I can double check right now, I do have a computer in front of me, but I do believe it was the, uh, it was the Intimidator that um, was rammed into, no, it was the other way around, the Persecutor. <coughs> I stand corrected. So Lightmaker, which is the Hammerhead Corvette, rams into the um, Persecutor, they collapse and they take out the shield generator. We, a lot of shields need to be taken out in Star Wars, you know, and I'm okay with that. It, it's a good MacGuffin, an in-battle MacGuffin. Um, but this is the decision that saved the day. I, look, there's a lot of them. A lot. Of, again, you could give Jen and Cassie and everyone saying, we're going, we're defying orders. Admiratus saying, we're following them in the battle. A lot of decisions, a lot of things made on the ground, but I'm looking at this one. I'm looking at the turning point. It is the moment that they... Take out the shield, which allows Jin, a little help from Cassian, obviously, and a little help from Orson Krennic taking his time to shoot Jin. Let's be honest about that. Um, that's the time they need to transmit those all-important transmissions, the stolen data tapes. That is literally the moment that saves the Rebel Alliance. Not only just for another day, but it sets into motion a lot of things we we're already discussing here. And that's why I love Admiratus. There's a lot of reasons I love Admiratus. I just look at the Battle of Scarif. I look at that third act of that movie. And there's times that the first two acts drag for me. Or they're not my favorite. I can nitpick uh, things here and there. I don't like the boar gullet as much as I thought I should. It uh, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's not how I watch Star Wars. It's not how I take in the events of these movies. I look at this moment. I look at... Admiratus jumping out of light speed with his fleet. And it's the first time Mothma's speech kind of helps officially form, form, uh, 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 form, uh, formulate. <laughs> form is the word I'm looking for. Oh, boy, it's been a long day. I've been in Seattle all day. Um, that Mothma's speech forms the rebellion. But it's this moment with Radis jumping out. I'm Admiratus of the Rebel Alliance, blah, blah, blah. That moment is the first big proclamation. And then we have this moment, the decision on the fly. Things aren't going well. There was no real plan. But of all the things on the fly, this is the one that officially turns the tide. And it's why you can call the Battle of Scarif the first victory for the Rebel Alliance. So, leads me to my number one ranked best battle move of the Rebellion. Let's go to the Battle of Yavin. This is the one. This is the one we talk about Scarif needs to happen. All these things need to happen, right? For the Rebellion live to live another day. For the Rebellion to get their victories. For the Rebellion to be inspired to get their victories later on. This is the battle, though, that it all could have been uh, for not. What came before or what would have uh, come after? All nothing. If this doesn't happen, if this victory doesn't happen, and it comes down to the final seconds. Will if Tarkin refusing to evacuate, he's sitting there. <laughs> evacuate? In our time of triumph, boom. 
Why does that boom happen? Well, the Force. Obi-Wan with some good advice. And Luke Skywalker flying Red 5. We saw Red 5 get taken out in uh, Battle Scarf there. And it's Luke, right? It's Luke. Which is why my number one best battle move of the Rebellion didn't happen necessarily in the battle, but it happened close enough to the start of the battle. And that decision is letting an untrained farm boy fly an X-Wing, an X-65 X-Wing in the battle. Set the scene here. Princess, we thought you were dead. Oh, I'm not dead. I've got the plans. The plans that we got to battle Scarif, right? Yeah, I got them. Yeah, they took over my blockade runner. The Tanaviv 4, boom, gone. It's, it's theirs now. Who knows what happened to it, all right? Don't worry about it, though. You don't need to worry about it at all. Because I got the plans. Cool. Let's take our snub fighters. Let's go this crazy plan to go to the exposed exhaust port that Galen Erso's daughter was telling us about. This is going to take a miracle. Everything's on this moment. This has to be a successful mission. We got 29 pilots, right? We got a couple of them waiting. We got more pilots and we have ships. It's a limited roster. We did lose Red 5, right? But we don't worry. We got some other pilots. We got some other pilots. We can put them. No, you know what? What's that uh, little blonde-haired guy that kind of came in with you? Oh, that's Luke. He's cool. We picked him up on Tatooine. He kind of, you know, he ran into Han, and they, they ended up rescuing me. You know, I kind of rescued them for, most, for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Han, he's, 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 he, he and his uh, walking carpet buddy, they're gone. They took some money and run. But the kids stayed around. Oh, the kids around, huh? Of course, I know. I know. That happens a little bit after. Roll with me here. What are we going to do? You know what? Let's give him a jumpsuit. Let him fly one of our very expensive X-Wings that, oh, by the way, we don't have a lot of. And if we lose them, we kind of lose them. The Rebellion is not fully funded. We're scrambling here. Let's yet let the unkid, untrained kid fly it. Sounds like a great idea, says the Rebellion, says Jan Dodonna. I guess Dutch Vander, Garvin, Dave, Drace, they're like, ah, sure. Let him join Red Squadron. We're all going to die anyways. Hey, Biggs, you seem to know this kid. Oh, Luke was great. He flew a T-16 Skyhopper. Oh, yeah? Where? What battle? Oh, no, just as kids on Tatooine. We used to race and shoot womp rats. Oh, here's a helmet, Luke. You're now Red 5. I'm poking fun a little bit, but I love that. That's the rebellion. That's the spirit. That's everything that we've talked about here. The -the on-the-fly decisions. The taking the chances, finding inspiration where you can get it, and throwing it all against the wall because you have to. You need this victory. It is truly coming at all costs. And it works out. Here's the thing. Jan Dodonna or anyone else or Dutch Vander or Dave Drace, all these, all these cats, man, even Leia. They're not too concerned about the force. Yeah, they believe in it. Jan Dodonna says it, the first character on screen to say it. But it might be a little bit, go with me here, a little bit of a thoughts and prayers type of situation. It's a good thing to say. It's a good thing to believe in. But you also got to go out and do it, right? Sure, the force is with us. Woof. We got to get it done. And Luke's not like, oh, I believe in the force. I'm lure- I've learned about it. No, it's, 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 he's there to fight. None of that factors in. They're not saying, ah, oh, you know what? 
Um, this Luke kid seems to be uh, potentially the chosen one yeah, or maybe an offspring of the chosen one. We don't know any of this, so it wouldn't factor into their decisions. They just put an untrained farm boy in an X-Wing and he took down the Empire. Did they create their own luck? Was the force on their side? All of the above and a little bit more? Of course. But it was a decision they made nonetheless. A decision they made on the fly, which led to victory for the rebellion. There, the Battle of Endor. Later on, Battle of Yavin. Battle of Hoth was a loss, but they learned from that. These are the victories. These are the moments that built the rebellion. And this is my list. What are yours? There's probably a lot of other decisions I left out of there, or you can even break down things in a little bit more. That's the fun of this discussion. You can join that conversation on Twitter by following us at Force Center Pod, going to our Facebook page, uh, going to our website, writing us there, uh, forcecenterpod.podomatic.net. Go, go to uh, the spot. We're even on Insta- Instagram. Use the hashtag Force Center if you're on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, use the hashtag Star Wars Rank specifically for this show and join the conversation. What are your moments? I do want to hear about them. Don't forget to check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Force Center, and also on YouTube. We got Data Bank Brawls, we got the In Memoriams, uh, and more things coming. We got some of our watch alongs. And yeah, we have hit some of those goals on Patreon. We're going to be doing some more uh, Star Wars movie watch alongs and commentaries, I actually should say. You get to watch along with us later after we record it and do a commentary track for you. Uh, we appreciate your support in making that happen. So, so that is it. We're almost out of here. You can follow me at Suck. And yeah, you might have heard I have written a Star Wars book on Four Mango Publishing called Why We Love Star Wars, The Great Moments That Built a Galaxy Far, Far Away. And it is available for pre-order now on Amazon. Paperback and Kindle editions are out there. So check that out if you want. It is released or scheduled to be released May 15th. 2019. All right, that is it. What are your uh, thoughts on the best battle moves of the Rebellion? Let us know. But for now, Star Wars has been ranked. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.